Frickin' Korkmaz. Frickin' Korkmaz. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You're listening to the Undebeatables, your semi, very semi weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 685, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the doctor, Jason Triplett. Uh, this show is going to be absolutely jam-packed. Since we haven't been with you in a while, we're going to discuss a 3-2 and two stretch for the Pacers, including games against Houston, Golden State, New York, Charlotte, and Toronto. Plus, trade deadline news by the Pacers. Plus... Our experiences at All-Star Weekend. Woo-woo! Yeah. That's why we're here together in Indianapolis. That's right. Joining me is that voice you hear, and that is from Indianapolis, Indiana. He's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What's up, JT? Not much, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you're here. This has been amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, all right, before we start the show, just want to remind listeners they can support us, the longest-running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash the undebeatables. Oh, sorry, patreon.com slash undebeatables. That's important. you got to do it correctly. That's right. Uh, otherwise, it might go to the other undebeatables <laughs> podcast. There's the computer yells at you like you're a moron. Okay. Uh, to support our show uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, and we have 5 and $10 tiers ahead of that, if you want to be extra generous, you get a few more uh, goodies. And uh, I heard Patreon's having a free free trial now. So you can go over there and actually do it for $0 a month right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then hopefully forget to unsubscribe, I think. <laughs> That's our Give plan. that a shot. That's our plan. Yeah, try it. Okay, so it's been a while since we chatted. It has. And I've been traveling and Super Bowls and all kinds of things. So there have been um, five games since we last spoke with you all. Uh, Tuesday, February 6th, the Pacers played the Houston Rockets, and they win this game 132-129, to 129. Uh, a close one. Uh, Jalen uh, yeah, Green for the Rockets put up 30 on us. Uh, for the Pacers, Siakam led the way at 29 points, and Miles Turner chipped in 21. Uh, Pacers did just enough, I think, to win this game. We'll get into it a little bit later. Shot 62.8% from the field in that game, so... Houston defense, about equivalent to the Pacers defense. Right, so it's 62% and one by three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Thursday, February 8th, the Pacers hosted Golden State Warriors, and I believe Colson said that uh, we got beat by Steph Curry and a bunch of guys I've never heard of, uh, which is pretty accurate. Steph Curry led the way 42 points. Just magical. What did he hit, six threes in the first quarter? In the first quarter, yeah. They had 45 points on us in the first quarter. <laughs> Uh, for the Pacers, uh, it's sort of distributed scoring. 
but not a lot. Uh, Siakam led the way again, 16 points, 8 boards. Uh, Halliburton had uh, 11 assists, but only scored 5 points. Uh, Only took 7 shots in that game, and not his best performance. Uh, Then the Pacers go on the road while Indianapolis prepares itself for All-Star Weekend, a little three-game road swing. Go at New York. They win this one 125-111. to Miles Turner leading the way with 23 in this game. Uh, And Halliburton 22-12. and And again, we got murdered by Jalen Brunson, who almost put 40 on us again. Uh, He put 39 up. Uh, But it was not enough for the Knicks and the Pacers. Uh, Pull this one out, uh, shooting almost 50% from three-point range and 61% from the field to beat a Julius Randle-less and OG Ananobi-less New York Knicks. Uh, and then uh, probably one of the more dis- disappointing games of the year, Monday, February 12th, traveled to Charlotte to play the Robots and put in a, frankly, poor performance and lose this one 111-102 to to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Miles Turner led the way again, 22 points. And we let Grant Williams score 21 points against us and get into all of our heads. Uh, and then finally, uh, round out the the pre All Star uh, portion of the schedule at Toronto. Pascal Siakam's return to Toronto. Um, he has an excellent game, scores twenty three points, makes a couple, makes the key shot down the stretch mm-hmm. to win the game. Got a great ovation from the fans in in Toronto. Uh, Halliburton twenty one and twelve assists. Uh, Obi Toppin, 15 points off the bench, which I thought was pretty key. Uh, and for Toronto, Scotty Barnes, 29 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Six turnovers, though. Mm. A couple of them pretty key down the stretch, I that's thought. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's 3-2 and two, uh, stretch of basketball. We are now... The Pacers head into the All-Star break at 31-25, and 25, which is good enough for 6th place... In the Eastern Conference right now, mm-hmm. what are you, how are you feeling about that stretch of basketball? It's, it's always rough this time of year. It's sort of the uh, the dog days, if you will, the doldrums of the NBA season. Everybody's excited to take a break, so you lose focus a, a couple times. But uh, but overall, three and two. Overall, three and two. Um, I think the you know the fact that we had to gut out um, the Rockets game uh, was. A little concerning, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, getting just the doors blasted off us by the Warriors. I know mm-hmm. they're starting to play better, but uh, I, that was maybe this just a, a special Steph game. Um, and then uh, I really thought the only—it's nice to get the that Raptors win. I know it was an emotional night for uh, Siakam, and you know, got a bunch of Canadians going home and all that stuff on our team. But the the real win here is the is the Knicks game because mm-hmm. they had just beat us. Yep. Um, granted, they're down. They're two of their, you know, near all stars. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else is just like, man, we're just limping along here to get to the break. You mentioned Siakam's heroics in the um, the Raptors game. He hit sort of a a sloppy banker with two guys draped all over him, mm-hmm. and you know, classic Siakam. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was really important. And then so we were up, we were up three, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they go for a two pointer. Or no, we were up two, and they went for a two-pointer instead of to try to win the game, yep. and they missed it. So yep. uh, we get out of there barely. Yep. Um, 
the Hornets game was was a, a real problem for me. <laughs> it was, it was a, yeah, sure. I had a, a, a small um, crisis of faith. Um, I was very excited. <laughs> I was working that night at the bar, and I, what I've started to do on slow nights is I um, cast my my phone because I have mm-hmm. League Pass onto yeah. the, onto the big. We only have one TV. I can cast it to, so I can okay. put it on the big TV. Um, and so if there's any other real game going on that needs the sound or something, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, but this game, it's in Charlotte. I got a local TV nice. in Asheville. So, so I've got it on, on all, all the all, TVs. It was on, it was on, I have 10 TVs in the room and it was probably on six of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited. And, you know, the team was not playing well, but they were at least in this game. Um, it was kind of back and forth. And then we just get housed in the fourth quarter against a team that's, you know, at the very bottom of the standings. Now, they had won the game before, and I think they won the game after. They're on a little bit of a streak after the um, after the trade deadline. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. They've got a little bump, and, and uh, you know, good for them. So maybe we just caught them at the wrong time. But you just can't lose to teams that only have 14 wins. Yeah, you want no. to be serious. It's definitely tough. It's, um, it's the sign, I, you know, my impression as I was watching the game was like, this is just a sign of a, a young team that's still learning how to win in the NBA, right? Because you're going to encounter games like this where, you know, the motivation is not there, right? It was the day after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure all the guys got together to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, maybe had a few too many pops, you know, as sure. it were. Which is fine. But then you come out the next day and you need to take care of business. But you're facing a team with 11 wins or whatever. So you're in a headspace where you're not taking it that seriously. And you're staring the All-Star game, you know, All-Star break, a week-long break, which all these guys, I'm sure, planned. I mean, it's in Indy, so a lot of people, I guess, were, you know, I'm sure arranging things and having to deal with tickets and, you know, hotel reservations for family and all this stuff or whatever. Um, or going on vacation and getting excited about going on vacation. And so you just lose your focus. I Marty Gras the, the next day, you know, uh, the <laughs> Valentine's Day is the day after, right, yes. you know, maybe they were trying to book a nice dinner with the wife or yeah, the girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, so I took it as a, you just lose the focus game and look like they were just not um, together. And that's compounded by the fact that, as you mentioned, we just went through the trade deadline. So mm-hmm. you're mixing in a bunch of new guys. We'll talk about the Buddy Heald uh, move here in a second, but you know, that guy's been a major piece of the rotation. Starter or or first guy off the bench yeah, for and, the last two and years. And one of those guys that, you know, could could win you or lose you a game, depending on how streaky his shooting is that game. And so, you know, it's, all that adds up to just discombobulation. And, you know, uh, that Charlotte team, give them credit. They worked their butts off. Like, they really and, did play. And Quinn kept making good points that they... I guess you saw the local broadcast, mm-hmm. so you didn't hear Quinn, but he was saying, like, these moves that Charlotte made while ostensibly like they're just getting rid of people, right, and accumulating draft assets. But the guys that they got back in the trade are professional basketball players. Mm -hmm. You know, and so they have like more weapons at some level. And it showed down the stretch, you know, like Grant Williams was doing stuff and uh Well and and and, uh Brandon Miller Who's yeah, their Who's knows, their future so. was so good in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a, he's a rookie, um, yeah. but he's big and and uh, he's got a sweet shooting touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really gave us problems, I thought, in this game. Yeah, it could have been a lot. Worse. I mean, he was in foul trouble most of the game, so mm-hmm. it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way it was looking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, they've got some foundation here. If they can get Lonzo Ball back, uh, not Lonzo, yeah, it's yeah. Lamelo, Lamelo, yeah, Lamelo. Yeah, if they can get Lamelo Ball back healthy next year. Um, this Miller kid looks like he's for real, and then yeah, surround him with some professional basketball players. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably gonna have a high draft pick unless they keep winning games like this. Yeah, yeah. well, they still have a high draft pick, <laughs> right? Just maybe not one, two, or three. It may not be worth much in this draft, <laughs> right? Era, but uh, right. And then the and I th- so I thought it was a nice bounce back game um, to get, win that Toronto game going into the break, uh, especially because we we're mi- missing even more guys. Turner didn't play that game. Mm-hmm. Matherin didn't play that game. Right. Um, well, that was another thing about the Charlotte game. Matherin returned after an illness and sprained ankle and played, but just did not look like himself at all. Uh, and so I, I don't think he was ready to play, basically. Yeah. Well, and uh, Alan Burton hasn't looked like himself, um, you know, really since coming back. I mean, he's, he's always on a minutes restriction, yeah. you know. Um, a couple of flashes. He looked great in that New York game, I thought. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, he's still getting... He's got the flashes, um, yeah. it's, but that sort of... He can give it to you for you know thirty six minutes a night you know at at the, at the highest level. That's one of the reasons we were, won so many games early in the yeah, season. Yeah, sure. And one of the reasons he's in the, starting in the All Star game, you know, because he is that good. And right now he seems like you know um, he's not completely healthy. It seems like to me. I agree. I agree. Uh, he looks a little bit worn down. You know, I don't think this All Star break is really going to help that situation too much because <laughs> the city and NBA is asking him to do all of the everything. Things. Yeah, but. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, hopefully he's, he's, I think he's slowly getting better back to health. And what I kept thinking in that, that Charlotte game and the Toronto game is those are games where, you know, not only will having more experience and being more veteran will, you know, have guys a little bit more focused, but those are also games where your superstar, you know, just does not allow you sure, to Sure, just takes over. Just takes the game by the scruff of the neck and says, right. we're taking this over. Which kind of, Pascal kind of did in the Toronto game. Mm-hmm. Which I was, it's nice to have two guys that are capable of doing that. Right. Um, so, you know, I, it's a, you know, add it to the long list of bad losses. <laughs> this we've season, had, we've, we've had, had quite like a few of those. six or seven of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I meant to go through and, and check my list, but I forgot to do that. Um, no, but I mean, that's that's But gonna... those are, you know, next year, hopefully, those are... You know, you you pull those bad losses down to from seven or eight to two or three or right. something like that, and then that's that's a big difference. It's a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and that's what I'm wondering whether you know we get to the end of the season and and uh, you know uh, playoff positioning is you know um, really affected by these these losses. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that I'm I'm less. Uh, in an existential crisis than you are because I feel like the goal of this season is not we're not going to be competing to go deep in the playoffs I didn't I didn't even think you know even before the Siakam trade I guess or even after the Siakam trade that we're I mean maybe that position just uh, we could win a first round series mm-hmm. and I would be delighted with the first round right. series win. mostly I just want to get us back in the playoffs and playing important games right i mean we were, t- we were talking about that at <laughs> dinner last night like it's been just so long since we've had a a playoff game or series that was like we were actually in yeah yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> like With you. yeah so. well uh, yeah i i felt like the siakam uh trade said you know to the fans uh that the organization thinks we're maybe a a, a step ahead of where we thought we might be in this progress sure sure, sure. um 
that the team is playing so well that we have a puncher's chance to do something here, and so let's go get another all-star. Now, for granted, sure. that was it's also for the future. You yeah. know, the plan is to resign Siakam and have him be our second star. But um, you know, it said to me, "All right, let's let's go out there, see if we can get a good you know position, maybe even home court." At that point, it was, sure. it was looking yeah, like yeah. possible. Um, and then you know, see if you can win a, a series. Uh, you know, it's always good to get that seasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, this team isn't ready to win a championship, but no. it needs to get seasoned for sure. Exactly, yeah. it's exactly what it needs. And so I, you know, um, with with New York getting really hot now, um, you know, Milwaukee kind of figuring stuff out. Cleveland's, Cleveland's been good. so good. Um, you know, Boston's still up at the top, like with a big lead. Um, the Sixers have fallen off because of uh, Embiid's injury. That's right. Um, but you know. We're still in that conversation for top six, but top four is looking a lot harder now. Agreed. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, but I think we're solidly in that top six. I mean, we may mm. fall down into the top half of the play-in. I'd rather thing. not go in the play-in. I would rather not do that. <laughs> and But, I mean, like, if you're in the top half, at least you get... Two uh, chances. Yeah, exactly. So, well, let's talk. Let's shift gears, I guess, and talk about, again, sort of where this team is heading. So they make a big trade at the deadline... Well, I don't know if it's a big trade. They made some moves at the deadline. <laughs> they did. Do you, you have the details about yeah. that? So, yeah. So, we go with the Siaka move that seemed to say something about um, our desire to win now. Mm-hmm. And uh, this move uh, seemed a little bit like uh, we're doing stuff for the future. Uh, well, I guess we'll get into it. We'll but, see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Pacers uh, uh, trade uh, everybody's favorite buddy. Mm-hmm. Buddy Healed. Um, and it ends up being a three-team trade. Originally, it was uh, just to the Sixers, uh, but the Spurs got involved. So, uh, Sixers get Buddy Heald. Pacers get Furkan Korkmaz. Oh, yeah. Furkan. Uh, and uh, he's got, uh, we got two second-round draft picks mm-hmm. and cash considerations. Um, and then the Spurs jumped in and gave us Doug McDermott, McBuckets. Um, and then Marcus Morris from the Sixers goes to the Spurs and a second-round pick. Um, and cash considerations. A lot of cash considerations on this sure. trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of saving money. Yeah. Um, so, and then just to finish the, up the trade deadline, uh, we take one of those second round picks that we got from the Sixers. We trade it to the Warriors for Corey Joseph, Kojo. Mm-hmm. He's back in the fold. Yep, going to be on the got, all time top 25. I was real excited because he's coming back to the team. He's going to be my you know, third backup point guard just in case injuries. And uh, we immediately cut him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, Dougie McBuckets is back, so I'm sure he jumped on up on the the list. We'll Absolutely. have to look at it. But, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. So that's what. So basically, what we did is we traded away Buddy Heald for uh, Doug McDermott and a second round draft pick. Right. After it's all said and done. After it's all said yeah. and done. So how are you feeling about that? Um, so I got a, a friend of the show. Um, Mike Morrow and I got in a really long text chain, um, and uh, he kind of talked me through the stages of grief mm-hmm. because I was very upset that we had um, traded away Buddy Heald, who is a core member of our team, um, a professional, and uh, he hasn't been shooting great and he doesn't play defense. <laughs> but when he is playing, uh, shooting well, he sways games. Sure. Yeah. And he's also um, Tyrese Halliburton's best friend on the team. Right. Yeah. And so. This says to me, it speaks a little bit of like 
franchise instability? Are we trying to save a little bit of money or we're trying to take the asset? Because Buddy Heald's a free agent at the end of the season. Right. We weren't able to extend him. He didn't, he didn't take our offer. Right. Um, and so we're going to just take him and see him as an asset and try to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just, you know, um, a second round draft pick and some cash considerations. I mean, I don't think McDermott is here long term. His contract comes up at the end of the year as well. Is that right? I, I believe so. One more year. Okay. Maybe he has a, a, a team option, I think, maybe. Okay, or something gotcha. like that. So we could choose okay. to not resign. Gotcha, him. gotcha. So um, at that point, um, I was just really down on the team. I'm like, if, if you if you made this trade for Siakam, you got to keep Buddy Heald because he could sway a playoff game, which could sway a series. Um, and, you know, even if he walks away at the end of the season, the goal is to win this season now. Right, right. And you've got to yeah. balance those things. Sure, I get it. Um, and he wasn't coming back. And in fact, I just read that he had requested a trade at this point. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Just read that in Sports Illustrated. Okay. So, um, uh, Chad Buchanan said... Interesting. Yeah. Chad said that uh, this was a really tough decision because he was really important in our locker room and on the floor, Uh, but you have to make tough decisions when you're building a a team. Yeah. And, And, I mean, that's kind of what came down to. So at the end of my, you know, sort of... Stages of grief, I felt better about it. Yeah. And then we start taking these second-round draft picks, and we're bringing in ex-pacers, and I'm starting to feel like, oh, we're going to build up the bench and all this stuff. And and then, of course, we just cut everybody. Yeah. We don't need to build up the bench. We have, <laughs> we have a really bench good bench. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> I know. But if they were going to bring me back uh, Corey Joseph, I was going to be real happy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, great so it's not a great haul. Um, you know, McDermott is a fabulous shooter, but he's not as good a player as, as uh, Buddy Heald. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've felt like, I mean, shooting is so important, especially on this team that puts up, you know, thirty-five threes a game or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, that we needed to replace that shooting. Mm-hmm. Like we did not have somebody that. I mean, Ben Shepard can kind of fill those minutes, but he's rookie. Yeah, you know? but having McDermott is replaces the probability that you know somebody off the bench is going to hit a big three in a playoff series right. that's going to swing a game right right he's less um i would say dynamic i guess of a player than than healed but a more consistent shooter hmm. he doesn't get as hot like crazy fire hot maybe but um a more consistent shooter and he still he does things you know he moves off the ball quite well sure he can ball fake and drive into the lane you know buddy healed had taken that part of his game i think to another level i agree um and so that that will be missed, but I think McDermott can do it enough. That and now now that you tell me, I didn't know this that Heald had requested a trade. Now that's I'm what very, I'm reading. Now I'm very delighted with yeah. this. Like I mean, because because my fear with it, similar to you, is that I understand that it's a business, and you know if you're going to lose an asset, you need to get an asset back, and blah blah blah. But you know we learned a hard lesson ten years ago when we traded. Danny Granger away from the team mm-hmm. to get Evan Turner to, in theory, make us more competitive. Um, this is a slightly different trade. Well, but, completely disrupted the chemistry. Right, but it completely disrupted the chemistry, yeah. And especially, like, it was, like, your best... In this case, it's your your best players. Your franchise... The face of your franchise is, like, big brother, basically. Right. And you ship him away because you were going to lose it. Twelve million dollar asset or whatever. Well, or he was also he was asset. also injured, right? And we were, uh, or he was just coming back from injury and wasn't playing as well. And we yeah. were trying to make a deep playoff run. Like there was, 
Orlando Johnson, though? Why did we get away with the handshake guy? Why did we include that? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so it, it, it had hints of that to me, which oh, yeah. worried me. Um, but, I mean, if, if he'll requested a trade, then, I mean, it's kind of... Yeah, he'd it's seen tough. his it's minutes reduced. Him, you know, he, like, was, he was he was started off on the bench, and then he got back to the starting lineup, and then we put him back on the bench. And you yeah, know, and I mean, like, maybe that like softens the blow for Tyrese as well. Because I, I mean, frankly, that game after the trade, which I forget which game was that, the Houston game, maybe. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, he did not look like himself. No, like he looked completely out of it. Yeah, um, which could have been whatever. There's, you know. Colds going. Oh no no no! Or... It was it was the Warriors game. It was the Warriors, and that's game. where that's we just was... completely like we, we we came out as a that's team exactly and just got smacked in the face. Yeah, and you want to talk about um, you know a team that's not that's not old enough or not ready for these things. You know, a veteran team goes through the trade deadline. There's yeah. some guys that come out. I mean, the Warriors came out, lost some guys, came out and just yeah put their you know foot on our necks immediately. Yeah, while we were just reeling. So yeah 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 for sure. So, um, but I think overall. Yeah, I'm okay with that trade. Like it's, uh, and I mean from Philly's side of things, it makes sense. They needed more shooting, and they didn't have to give up a lot at all. And then they have you know whatever they can. T- their entire team expires at the end of the year, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna restart anyway. Right. So like uh, it doesn't matter if it's an expiring deal. So uh, yeah. So uh, according to Greg Doyle. Reported Friday morning, so that would have been the day after the trade deadline. Sure, uh, that Heald had asked for a trade. Pacers confirmed the fact with a league source. Oh, all Pacers, which is a, a, okay. Yeah, sure, confirmed that fact with a league source. Not all of the Pacers. No, not all Pacers. All Pacers. dot com. dot com. Right. Um, and that the Pacers had filled his request by trading him. Okay. So, so that does make me feel a little bit better. Uh, I, I didn't. We did not have that from information when we were going through the stages of grief. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what you do is you um, uh, end up with a McDermott who, again, isn't is unconscious uh, or, but he would just shoot <laughs> <laughs> whether it was going to go in or not, and he just did, he never was afraid of missing it, even if it was yeah. a terrible shot. For sure. And when it went in, it was amazing. And when it didn't, you know, you just you're going to get up another. He's going to get up another 10 shots anyway. Yep. You know, McDermott's not that kind of player. Yep. So it does change the dynamics a little bit, but I think we're less good of a team than we were before that trade. But moving forward, long-term, this is it's going to be okay. We were going to lose him in the offseason anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think it remains to be seen. Like, so, yeah, like we mentioned before, like that, that those last three or four games are kind of discombobulated because people are moving around, we had injuries, and all that stuff. So I'm curious to see what this looks like going forward because you know carlisle's a smart coach and you know he'll figure out a really good way to use mcdermott like i think it's clear he he's coming off the bench like there's no right decisions decisions to be made there or anything like that and we just need to get some consistency with our guys playing together you know jalen smith's been out for a while that's sort of disrupted the second team rotation i mean isaiah jackson's done a great job filling in i would say but um, oh, excuse yeah. me. It'll be he, nice he, had, to get he had a great game uh, against the was it against the Raptors with Miles Turner out? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Looked fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, before we move on to All Star thoughts, just want to give you the schedule coming up. So the Pacers still will be on the break until Thursday, and they host Detroit. They come out of the break, I think, with a one, two, three, four, uh, four game homestand, which will be nice. 
against Detroit, Dallas, Toronto, and New Orleans. Uh, so that's a good chance to get some good rhythm there. So we play this week Thursday against Detroit and Sunday uh, versus Dallas. I believe Joey told me that's Boomer's uh, birthday party is that day, the uh, February 25th that, that, game. That might be the last time you ever see Boomer. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, so let's start there. Let's start there. So what is that? This has got to be the biggest controversy in the NBA right now, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure it is. So, so we're in town for the All-Star game, or, or All-Star weekend. We went to the, uh, they have a crossover event or whatever. Yeah, it's so stuff all day, you yeah. know. Uh, Basically, different um, activities in which you could shoot a basketball into right. a hoop. Right. So you stand in line for 20 minutes to and shoot, a shoot a basketball for two minutes and then... Uh, but you also also could meet players. Yeah, we got um, to meet Ben Matherin, which did. was awesome. You got to take a picture with the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Yep, yep. Um, and then they had little uh, panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved the uh, one we chose to go to, which was the the dunk uh, contest judges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're we're listening to um, you know Vince Carter and um, Dominique Wilkins, Freddie Jones, and Darnell Hillman. Yeah. And they were talking about dunking. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And it was a very intimate setting when yeah. we decided it was under 300 people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was very cool. Um, and then, um, yeah, a lot more a lot more opportunities to shoot basketballs. Yeah, exactly. They had a G League dunk contest that we didn't have good seats for, basically. So we <laughs> we didn't have any seats for. So we left that. But um, I'm trying to think what else we did. They had that the bus from uh, Hoosiers. Yeah. The Hickory bus. That was pretty cool. Which was pretty cool. There's just a ton of things, lots of lights, lots of, uh, you know, and just being surrounded by a bunch of people that are as big a nerds as we are about basketball exactly. was really yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Starry, just everywhere. Starry. They were giving away Starry for free. They, they were just trying to inject it in our veins. These kids were losing their minds because they probably had more sugar right. that day than they had in their entire lives. So just Starry. That's right. IVs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so we do that in the, the afternoon, then we hang out, and then we go, we went to the All-Star Saturday night, right? Incredible. In, uh, in Lucas Oil mm-hmm. Stadium. Uh, I'm sure everybody's on TV. They have an LED floor, which is uh, maybe even cooler in person than it is on TV. We were ready to not like it. Yeah. I feel like we went in very skeptical. Very skeptical. And it was fantastic. It was it really was, cool. It really added a dimension to the game. It did, yeah. Uh, and But here's where the controversy comes in. <laughs> They're getting the crowd hype. This is a bit uh, before before be- the uh, before skills the t- challenge, before it starts, before the TV programming starts or whatever. They say, "All right, let's bring out let's bring out some mascots," and they bring out uh, Slamson, Slamson uh, from the, the Kings, the, who, uh, Chuck the Condor from the Clippers, <laughs> uh, Harry the Hugo Hornet or whatever. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, Hugo, Hugo the Hornet and, and Bango, Bango the Buck from uh, right, the Bucks. and no Boomer. No boomer. No boomer. No boomer in the house. I didn't see boomer all weekend. So we are at All Star Weekend in Indianapolis. This is Boomer's time to shine. This is his entire event. This you should be think. his event. You would think. I thought maybe they were going to lower him from the ceiling because that's how important he was. They were like, oh, let's just have all these other mascots and then he'll show up. <sighs> no. Did not show up. Never. Have, have we officially? Well, my theory, yeah, I was also like, you know, because we went to a game earlier and Boomer didn't show up until the second half, you know? Right. I was like, all right, you know, he takes the first half off. But see, that doesn't make any sense because most, half the people, well, more than half the people there aren't Pacer fans, so it wouldn't have been more hype. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, so the fact that he's not out there um, is very concerning. 
my only hope is that he had some other more important event, you know, like some sort of like, like um, maybe uh, some high-end basketball execs were like taking him out to St. Elmo's or something, you know, <laughs> I don't know, like, because it's his birthday coming up, I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. He's, he's making, wheeling and dealing and trying to get a better deal. Yeah. He's maybe holding he was, out. Maybe he was in like the NBA suite or whatever, like mm. talking to Adam Silver or something. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, so this is, I'm, I'm, I'm now officially, you know, I've, I've talked about this before, Boomer's starting to age out a little bit. Sure. I'm really concerned that this might have been the death of Boomer. Mm. Oh my gosh. This is the second mascot we've had to bury. That's not good. <laughs> How does he miss the All-Star game? I don't know. This is... Uh, well, maybe he'll be at the All-Star game. need to know. Maybe, maybe we'll look for him. Yeah. yeah. He better, he be. better be at the All-Star game. <laughs> or else I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's right. But, uh, Burn all your boomer merch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so the All Star Saturday night. What was your what were your impressions? I uh, absolutely loved it. I was I think surprised. You know, you I always it's the one event that I I rarely watch the actual All Star game right. anymore. So right. every year I watch the uh, All Star Saturday night. Um, I care about the three point contest. I care about the dunk contest, even nobody else does. Yeah. Um, and um, I just love all the the hoopla and the celebration of the game, and it's usually like a four hour event on TV, and it can drag and it can do these things. Um, being in the building, um, it didn't drag the same way. There wasn't a bunch of talking heads making you know silly comments that we didn't need or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I love the TNT guys, but when they don't have enough to do, sometimes it's just a little off the rails. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I, I uh, they did a great job of of um, in game entertainment. Um, they, um, I don't know. I, it just it moved pretty briskly. It felt like even though we were there for four four hours or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, big screens everywhere, and it was good energy. Uh, in good the energy building. in the building. Yeah. It wasn't super loud, but I don't know if that's because it's a football stadium. Yeah. I, um, I also, think that's what it was. there's also energy like the they do bring out these MCs. That mm-hmm. was a little much. We could have done with more in-game entertainment and sure. less yeah. uh, MCs talking. Uh, or they did some cool video clips of like previous dunk contests and stuff like they could have done a little bit more of that maybe sure. a little less mc but you've been to a pacer game or, or wherever you're from you've probably been to an nba game you know these guys come out and say hey we're gonna give away free t-shirts and yeah. it didn't work here because all the rich people are right at the bottom i suppose that's always true but they you couldn't throw anything into the rafters because <laughs> we're all spread out on a football field so you know they're giving away free tickets to people probably already have tickets to the tomorrow night's game yeah. sort of thing um and, you know, a lot of these, like, Kiss Cam stuff, they had weirder ones that I had not seen before that didn't seem to work as well. Yeah, they had, the, they had like, artificial intelligence uh, that was making people... People could upload a selfie and then it would turn them into a child. To, to a baby. Yeah. yeah. Which was just weird. It was like, very why? weird. I didn't understand why. Because <laughs> they have the technology. I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, so, that, so some of that was a little uneven, but in general, yeah, the, the, the place was very full. Um, yeah. We were... You know, there was no empty seats around us. Yeah. And uh, everybody was in a pretty good mood, I thought. Well, and you know what helped that out is uh, the Pacers made a very good showing, or members of the Pacers uh, Heck, yeah. made a good showing. So, well, and that's where the real energy was, I thought. Yeah. I mean, because because there is a... The MCs are trying to say, oh, let's get hype for this dunk. And you're like, we're kind of waiting to get hype when the dunk finishes. Or, yeah. you know, like the three-point contest. Like, you know, if a guy hits two of 
five on the first rack, we're not getting excited yet. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't get excited until somebody gets on a hot streak. And right, so, right, right. so we were doing the natural fan thing, and yeah. they wanted us to just be really loud, and we were trying to just observe and be a part of it. And so, you know, I think outside of the Pacers um, doing stuff, which was where, where, where it really got loud, I thought. I don't know if you can tell on TV, but... Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to watch back. But yeah, so it starts out with the skills challenge. Uh, it's three teams. There was a team of all-stars. So it was like Trey Young and Max. They just picked some guys off Barnes. the all-star team. <laughs> and then uh, guys that were first-round draft. The number one picks. So it was like... Uh, uh, Paolo Bancaro. Paolo Bancaro and Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Edwards. And Victor Wimbanyama. My first time seeing him in person. Man, is he tall. He is tall. He's taller than everybody else by... I mean, these are basketball players. Yeah. And... Uh, and then the Pacers, so uh, Halliburton, Matherin, and Turner. And so Matherin's it, coming off of his uh, MVP from the Rising right. Star Challenge. Right. And his whiffed dunk. Yes, yeah, and his whiff dunk and his ridiculous trash talking on being mic'd up during the Rising Stars, which uh, <laughs> is incredible. Um, and then, uh, so they come out and they do the, the first thing is like the relay thing, and the Pacers win that, like going away. One of the like cool things uh, about the... Um, video board essentially floor was that um the uh, the first team it's like a relay Mm -hmm. and so the once the first team goes the um the little relay follows at the pace that they went at right and so you're i don't know if you've played like mario kart where you like do a race and then you Uh got to try to beat the time it was like that and so it was fun to kind of watch that another added thing to the event but the pacers won that thing going away yeah for sure easy then we move into the passing competition and uh, the the All Stars come out and they just light it up. Seventy four put, put up like seventy four points, which I guess is very high. Seems good. Seems very good. And then the the first years go and or the like, number one picks and they like suck. 50, they get maybe. like yeah exactly. <laughs> and then the Pacers come out and they in very dramatic fashion, like at the buzzer beater, yeah. get their seventy fourth point. So it's a tie. Tie. Right? Uh, this is in thirty seconds, and so apparently the tiebreaker is you just do it, do the whole do thing, the whole again. thing again. We had no plan for a tie, essentially, is what they said. <laughs> and what was cool is so there's like uh, three different things that you could pass into. One's worth two, one's worth four, and one's worth six points. And so the 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 all stars have figured out like, oh, let's just go, you know, rotate between the high value ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were still doing the two point one too, but um, then in the tiebreaker, they're like. Oh yeah, let's just forget about the two point one. Let's just go back and forth between the four and the six. And they like figured out you could like you have to run and grab a ball and then go back to the spot to pass. And they're like, oh, we'll just grab two balls at a time. And you go one, one, and and uh, so they scored ninety points. Ninety points in the uh, in the tiebreaker. Oh, and I was like, okay, well, there's that. Yeah, that was, that was like, fun. oh, that was fun. Yeah, and we had a good time. And then the Pacers come out and drop ninety two. Ninety two. <laughs> And what was fun, it was like they, they were following the score, and and we were only, we had like eighty six, you know, and then the buzzer goes off, and then they, the the tracker catches up with the balls that had gone yeah, through, yeah, and then yeah. suddenly it's ninety two, and yeah, we all yeah. lose our minds. Oh man, the place is losing it for yeah, that. It was, it was great. Amazing. That was super fun. Uh, and then so the now the Pacers are up two events out right, of three. Yeah. Two hundred challenge points, and well, and we've already zero. gotten some free basketball. That's right, right. And so then uh, the last last part of that. Uh, event at shooting and turns out the all-stars are way better at shooting they're really good at shooting and so yeah so they they blow everybody out of the water so now it's a tie now it's two for the whole event for the whole event the event overall it's 200 200 so we get another tiebreaker we get another so more, more free, free basketball. basketball which is just try to hit a half court shot 
Like, take how long does it take you three guys to make a half court shot? Yeah. And so it takes the All Stars about a minute. Mm-hmm. They make it, and then the Pacers go. And they Halliburton miss in, and then Halliburton nails one. Was about like twenty, 20 seconds, seconds left, left on yeah. the clock or something, and place goes wild. Place goes wild. Yeah. So your Pacers win the skills challenge. Uh, felt very proud of the boys. Totally. Everybody yeah. was excited. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I actually watched a little bit of it on um, this morning on YouTube to try to see what it looked like on TV. And uh, Reggie was definitely talking a lot of trash about how the Indiana was going to win it, and oh, how wow. he had, they had the crowd behind him and stuff. And he was right. Nice, very nice. cool. I feel like he makes that argument every year. <laughs> he does. He does. Uh, but that's that's fine. Uh, and then we move on to the three point contest, which mm-hmm. is uh, one of my favorite events just to watch. And I I enjoyed it even more in person. I thought yeah. like. You really like the crowd, like senses when these guys get hot and they go on a run. You get real excited. Uh, Halliburton was in this, mm-hmm. uh, so as you uh, mentioned, he's not getting a break. He's yeah, in no everything. Breaks. He's in everything. <laughs> uh, so Trey Young comes out, scores twenty six or something. Thirty mm-hmm. uh, one's the all time record by uh, for an NBA player. Is that right? Yeah, and that yeah. was Steph Curry, and so twenty six is a good score. Okay, yeah, twenty six is good. We'll find out later that that's not the three-point contest record. Right. Uh, the uh, And then ha- uh, Halliburton ties that. Yeah. And then Carl uh, Anthony Towns ties that. Yeah. And then who was the other? And so the top three advance, right? The so then all these other players don't make it. And then it comes down to Damon Lillard. Oh, right. He's the last guy to go. Yeah. And he ties it on his last basket. Yeah. In dramatic fashion. Again. Yeah. And so now there's four guys, mm-hmm. so we have to do another tiebreaker because we get free, more free basketball. More free basketball. It's so great. <laughs> so this time they don't they don't do the whole thing. They do 30 seconds or whatever, and uh, it ends up. Uh, unluckily, Ty didn't shoot that well in that one, so he uh, didn't make it to the finals. No, which is a bummer. Yeah, and then in the finals, uh, Trey Young goes out and puts up another 26, I think, yeah. or something, uh, and in. Anthony Towns' cat didn't do so good, if I remember right. And then Damian Lillard goes last, and he uh, is doing pretty good. He gets to his last rack, and he... All he needs to do is hit... uh, So he's got five chances, right? There's four one-point balls and one two-point ball. Yeah. And uh, he's only down one. Yeah. He misses all four of his one-point balls. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he's going to lose on this last rack. Yeah. Even though he was in great position great to just position. blow it out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, of course, he nails the last one. The crowd time. goes wild. The, cra- like, the crowd did go wild. That was that legitimately was, That was one of the, the bigger uh, moments of the night. It was really fun. Yep. And we've got a surprise guest here. Joey's in the house. So, uh, yeah. What's up? What is your? What were your thoughts on... Uh, we're, we're at the three-point contest. Oh, yeah. The three-point contest was, was fun. You know, just... Except for... Except for Halbert not making it. Yeah, winning it. You right. know, I mean, in general, it was a it was a good good contest. Yeah, like like you said, there was some good drama right. with uh, with with Lillard, and I and I think the thing that stuck out to me is still just like Big Cat is such a big dude and he's such a good shooter. He's a really good <laughs> yeah. shooter. That's right. You know, um, did you like the? Uh, green and yellow starry floor that they projected for that it was fine i mean yeah it was i I thought it was fine the i wonder about the the only thing i I mean as a fan i thought it was fine 
The only thing I wonder about is if the players are going to say, hey, it's distracting. You know, there's yeah. like stuff moving around. I, oh, like every time they make a shot, it like, you know, stuff lights happened. up or something. Yeah, like, I, I did notice on the far side, like where the players were shooting, there was less stuff. But on the far side, there was like more activity on the floor. There's like things floating around and, you know, there was just stuff. And, mm-hmm. and as they reach back for the ball, like they may see that stuff. And it's just, sure. you know, I mean, there's already... A lot going on in the building visually, you know, <laughs> right. and you know, I, I you forget that sometimes. But we took my son to, to a fever game this last year, but like he'd never been in a situation where there's just like there's TVs, you know, everywhere, and there's right. just like there's yeah. loud music and there's constant like, stimulation. It's just constant overstimulation, and it's just like one more place. They're like this analog floor is weighing us down. <laughs> we need to, to make it where there's another place. More, more screens. More screens, more, you more know, screen. so. Uh, yeah. So so Lillard wins the three-point contest. In dramatic uh, fashion. Re- Very re- fun. Repeats as champion. Yep, yep. Uh, and, then, uh, and then we get a special event. First time uh, shootout between Sabrina Ionescu and uh, Steph Curry, which was awesome. Well, so set them up why this is. Last year's WNBA uh, All-Star Game, Stephanie misses her first shot on the three-point. I'm sorry. UNESCO. Yeah. Um, She uh, misses her first shot in the three-point contest and then makes every other single ball (laughs) in the thing. And I remember watching that and just losing my mind. I'd never seen anything like it. Well, apparently Steph hadn't either, and he, like, call her up to talk trash like 20 mm-hmm. minutes after the, 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 the that's what really? they were saying I didn't know that. Okay. yeah and um so they figured out that they wanted to actually have the two of them shoot off as the two greatest three-point shooters in the in the in the game right now yeah maybe in the history of the game yeah and so uh yeah so they uh you know there's different rules right so wnba has different size ball mm-hmm. different three-point line mm-hmm. sabrina says i you know i i need to use the ball but I'll shoot from the, the NBA the three-point line. line. Let's do this. Yeah. And so she goes out, and she drops 26. Yeah. Just <laughs> which, like, as we mentioned earlier, yeah. was what the people that won the thing yeah. were getting, right? Uh, which was amazing. And so the crowd's going wild. Like, yeah. this is awesome. This is a winning, yeah, this is a winning number. Yeah. And uh, then Steph comes out, and, boy, he just, like, caught fire. And then won it on his last ball? Is no, he went on like 29. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he went on the last rack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, took it him was to the last rack, but he close. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. It was, it was a really fun cool addition. Moment. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the, they were playing for charities, but also for a belt. Right, yeah. Yeah, so apparently now Steph has a belt. Yeah. A uh, you know, sort of like a chip belt. It's sort of like a, a you know, uh, boxing wrestling, or wrestling. Or, yeah. And I hope that they continue to pass it back and forth because uh, I'd love to see this again. Yeah. Just, or to have other WNBA players come to the All Star Game and do this. Well, you could like do this was sort of more informal, just sort of like, hey, you know, let's go do this. This would be fun. Um, but if you, because like, let's be clear about this. Steph Curry does not compete in three point contests. He's too good for that, right? Like, right. And so I, I, you know. Uh, UNESCO did you know she does compete and she you know blew it out of the water but I, I, I like that it's just sort of like it's funny to me at least that it's like a uh, Steph Curry is everyone knows he's like too good for the three point contest I guess and well because so, he won like how many like three I don't know uh, but so he just doesn't do five. it he just yeah. doesn't do it but not anymore yeah so like this special event he doesn't even need to you know he doesn't compete in the three point contest 
and he does this special one and goes out and defeats everyone from both, you know, I guess from, from both leagues. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it would be, I mean, you know, either way. Like, I think this was cool the way it was or, you know, having a uh, even a more, you know, say, hey, WNBA versus NBA champion, I think would be, you know, having either, well, either Curry or Lillard next year. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, just, like they're, maybe the reigning champ. If they're not defending their, their belt. They take on the whoever won the WNBA yeah. three point contest. Yeah, I think that'd be, that. I think yeah, that'd be, be fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, and then the the uh, the headliner event of the night, the slam dunk contest. Uh, At this point, I gotta say, I feel like the crowd was getting a little tired. Yeah, yeah. This is where it's definitely uh, you start to feel the length of the event. The event, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because they draw it out even more. You know, like they go to more commercial breaks and right. whatnot. Uh, yeah, the first, the first. I thought the first part of it, you know, the skills challenge and the three point contest moved pretty briskly, even with the you know extra free basketball we were getting and the extra event, the stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shootout stuff. I, I thought that moved pretty briskly, and then you're right, it was like lots of like TV timeouts and things like this yeah. for the dunk contest. Yeah, yeah. Bicycle. Uh, oh, that lady the, was the uh, the bicycle lady. Uh, yeah. She was amazing. She was amazing. Who was doing things on a bicycle that. I've never seen before. I don't know how it's physically possible. Right. Um, and then there are other people that climb up a pole. There's like one guy that holds a pole on his face. The, yeah. <laughs> and this, this his lady partner climbs up and does all kinds of things. And she slides down. 40 feet in the air. Yeah. Also very impressive. Yep. So they were keeping us entertained, but, you know, again, it's at this point it's like, you know, 1130 and we've been there since <laughs> 7. And then the dunk contest, again, I mean, in typical NBA fashion of late was not really exciting yeah. I didn't think I mean we didn't have the best seats for it I will say because sure. we were like right behind the basket so we couldn't really see the dunks that well uh, so we were, there was a lot of looking at the video board um, to see what actually happened but uh, long story short uh, Mac McClung McClunky uh, wins the thing McClunky <laughs> wins the thing uh, there was uh, Jalen Brown uh, really doesn't understand people <laughs> And so he he did a lot of. Uh, there was one where he did a a fake, or he re- he redid the D Brown j- dunk, but in this case jumping over somebody. Uh, but he he but dunked he it, and then he covered his he eyes. He didn't cover his eyes while he dunked it. Uh, but he was and, wearing the D Brown jersey, right? Yeah. Well, he wears number seven. He wasn't. Oh, wearing but I thought I said. Uh, oh, I guess it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Brown. Also Brown. See, that's why yeah, it's yeah, clever. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and so. <laughs> sure. See, he put a lot of thought into these things, right? He did or, he, or he didn't. <laughs> Maybe he didn't even know. Well, but but the this was where we were we were wondering going into it. Where would the players be able to you know utilize this LED floor oh, right, to sure. their advantage? Like, could they do cool things? And it turns out they could. So like uh, Jaime Hakez Jr. had like you know little displays in the lane or whatever. Like a yeah, video. he made a little video of him. It was a, of him as a child saying he wanted to. Dunk like Shaq. Yeah, yeah. And so then he pulls Shaq out and dunks well, then he, And then he put the, like, made the lane into the Mexican flag. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so Jalen Brown, when he does his D Brown dunk, has the entire LED court change from the, you know, the all-star style to the Boston Garden, Boston Garden. floor. People in Indianapolis did not like We were that. not okay we were with that. Okay. Immediately booed. Immediately Actually, booed that. And then double booed when the, the judges gave him a really good score. They gave him a really good score. Well, no, so I, I think, wasn't that his uh, dunk when he did the uh, Dominique Wilkins dunk? No. That's, isn't that when he, no, I guess that wouldn't have made sense with the with the floor. Correct, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, he also did a Dominique Wilkins um, like tribute. Two-handed windmill. Yeah, which was good. It, it had good power to it, but, you know, we've seen it before. Dominique's seen it before. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and he just had some other guy come out wearing a Wilkins jersey. He didn't and put on up. a Wilkins jersey himself. Right? Yeah. He did do the cool one where it was dedicated to his high school teammate. Uh, so he, you know, had his picture in the lane or whatever and did it. I forget what that dunk even was, but pretty We good. still booed after that one, even though he was just, just less. Yeah. <laughs> we, once, once the Boston thing was out there, the, the crowd really turned on him and also on the, on the judges. Yeah. Well, I was, I was unhappy with the, the MC who said that we were booing because the, the, because the judging, the, the scores were too low. And right. We were we were booing because the scores were too high. Too high for, for nobody Jaylen liked Brown. <laughs> nobody liked Jalen Brown's and it, you know some of these. I'm sorry, his dunks were fine. They, yeah. they they were fine, but you know they they weren't to me. They weren't as impressive as, as some of the other ones. Like right. I thought Jacob Toppin's dunks. Some of those were were scored too low. Mm-hmm. Now people booed for some of those low scores too. Um, well, now so um, we had we had some insider knowledge. We went to this um, this dunking conference. Uh, this panel, mm-hmm. and uh, Darnell Hillman, um, Pacer great, uh, won the original uh, dunk contest in 1977, um, said that if you missed your first dunk, it's going to be real hard for him to give you an 8 or a 9. And this proved true on um, Mac McClunky's uh, amazing open his hands up, oh, yeah, grabs, grabs the ball again, and he's jumping over somebody's head and then dunks behind his head. Never seen it before, and I feel like we've seen most everything in dunks where you just let go of the ball and then grab it again. Uh, but it was his second attempt. Right. And so Hillman, I think, gives him a six or a seven. And the crowd was super upset because we all, everybody loved that one and wanted it to be a 50 and it ended up being really like 48 or something like that right. Right. when all the numbers came out. So we were, we were starting to get hot. We were starting to get mad at the old judges. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but anyway, McClung wins it in the end. And then... Uh, Immediately before they even like give him the trophy and say congratulations, the entire crowd was like, "We're out." Yep. <laughs> it's just yeah. like it was such a long event. Yeah. We're like we're yeah, done. Uh, we had cool light up bracelets that everybody got. Oh yeah. When we sat down on our seat, we all had these things. We didn't know what they were. Yeah. And then the event starts, and they make different colors, and that was kind of fun. It looked cool. I, I mean, it looked cool in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming that that company will do lots of good stuff with whatever biometric data they stole from me right. when I put that on my wrist. Yeah, there's probably some uh, some terms of agreement when you bought the tickets. Yeah, by walking in the door. By walking in the door. <laughs> you, have... you agree to right. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, but I thought it was a great experience. So glad we did it. So glad we did it. It was a, yeah. a wonderful day, and I felt, you know, it felt like all-star. Like, I really enjoyed the crossover stuff, um, yeah. like I said, being surrounded by nerds and them offering things. I loved meeting, um, you know, Matherin and just, I mean, just being around, Yeah. Um, you know, basketball was great, but it wouldn't have felt like all-star weekend if we hadn't gone to the all-star Saturday night, so yeah. it was great. Yeah. But it was, it was cool to just be surrounded by all that, just, you know. Just all basketball, you know. What did you say? A little heavy on the basketball. Well, you know, like I know, I told you guys so, this several times during the weekend, but I go to Gen Con every year in the same space at the convention center. But it's like just hundreds of thousands of different games, you know. And, right, right, right. and I was like, this is one. It's not quite the same space, you know, the size. Like the other side was the, the concert area, but like where we were 
it's just it's just basketball and I was like this is wild like this is amazing this yeah. is awesome that that it's just for this and you know it's just it was cool like there's just free pop a shot like everywhere right. you know yeah and guess what they were almost all full all the time all the time because right. it's awesome because it's everybody fun. loves pop shot and you know there's just mascots walking yeah, around just meeting mascots too he was trying to collect all five or whatever I was well I was trying to collect all of them also. Um, I don't know if you talked about... Did you talk about the biggest scandal of the evening? Yeah, of course. You did? All right. So I, I, that was I'll, what we led with. <laughs> okay. Well, I saw something yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw this. when I Last night after I was watching some you know recap stuff, I saw some some footage from the practice Saturday morning. Did you guys mm-hmm. see any of this? No. So the, 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 there was a post on the uh, NBA Reddit was just Luca hit like two half court shots in a row, which was mm-hmm. like pretty cool. Yeah. Somebody just had like a far wide a wide shot of him just chucking them from the corner actually at half line, like by the by the sideline and half court. Two full, you know, two big heaves makes both of them, which was super impressive. Also another one he made from over there, he called the bounce, you know, he, he throws it up in the air and bounces it in oh, wow. from basically near half line, which, you know, he's some he's sort very of, good. He's a wizard. Uh, <laughs> not in a, not in a bad way at the, the, DC, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like, but, a, like a, you're a wizard, Harry. Exactly that one. Okay. Um, but I saw somebody at that in those video clips. It was Boomer. Ma. He, he was there. He is there. So he was at he was at the the field house. So he's at the field house all day though. I they don't know. They, he couldn't walk the block. Well, that's the... the thing. I don't know. But he was at the field house in the morning. Hmm. Well, so, that was our theory, is that he'll show up for the actual All-Star game. He's too big. For maybe. Right, exactly. Saturday night. Right. right. Maybe he sent, he sent his uh, lackeys to go. That's right. To go do Secondary that. Secondary mascots went over to that one. All right. Well, i got to catch a flight, so yep. I'm going to wrap this up. Um, we want to thank you guys for listening. You can keep in touch with us until we uh, talk to you again. On Twitter, we are at Undebeatables. On Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. We have an email shout out at theundebeatables.com. And at our website, theundebeatables.com, we have a contact form. And uh, when you're there, you can hop over to the merch page and uh, get yourself a t shirt. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby 600. And for Boomer, wherever you are. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Yeah, Boomer. We need you. We need you, Boomer. We need to know that. Well, I'm glad he's alive. Yeah. We were worried. We were worried. Yeah, no, there was some there was some conspiracy theories. I just want I heard out there Bowser's name came up. Right. And, uh, he's back. Yeah. Maybe. You know, I I just think that if anything happened, Bowser's name's gonna be at the top of the list of just just suspects. Just, we just want to have a conversation. That's well, all. so I, my concern was that you persons know, of interest, <laughs> mascots of interest. <laughs> well, I thought you know maybe he would have retired a few years ago at the when the original um, All Star Game date was going to be in twenty twenty one, and and I thought well maybe he's just hanging on you know for till this All Star Game because yeah. he's kind of aging out of this. Yeah. But uh, for him to not even be at the event just terrified me. Yeah. Um, but. It's his birthday in a couple of days. It's yeah, next Sunday, the twenty fifth is his birthday. So there you go. He should be at his own party. Yeah, he better be. My son will be <laughs> devastated. Whoever <laughs> was not there. All right, we'll we'll give you firsthand uh, knowledge of that one. We'll, we'll learn way went on to talk about how yeah. it goes. <laughs> that sounds like a great plan.